welcome to episode 37 of the Get Out of Gaming podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Ben. With me today, as always, through the interwebs, we've got Alex. Hello, hello. I have to say that now. It's my catchphrase. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Uh, good, good. How are you? Um, I could be better, but I don't know. I'm living. That's, that's what's important. <laughs> and yeah. we got Spencer. Spencer, how the hell are you doing? Uh, good, man. How's it going? Good, good. Um, Kind of a slow week, but let's start out like we always do and talk about what we are playing. Let's start with Alex today. Alex, what Ooh. are you playing? I know. I threw that in there. It's like blue at the very end when you find out who did it. Just threw it out there. Okay. Um, let me... So I have been playing a couple things. Um, so I have been playing uh, some more Mario. Uh, I think I streamed last week. Maybe. I think I only streamed like once last week. Um, but played some more Mario Galaxy. Um, playing some Mario 64. Mario 64 is still not a great game, but I'm having fun. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the controller, like the, I talked about it last time, I believe, but um, mm -hmm. like the stick, like there's just not enough precision there compared to like the mm -hmm. old, like resistant yeah. um, N64 stick. And because of that, like uh, that old stick, like you could like crawl or like you could like uh, walk very slowly and like it actually worked whereas with um like the wii console or the virtual console or like this new version on the switch mm -hmm. it's a little harder to control um so you're flying around a little bit more um plus uh you know that uh that joy con drift that happens oh yes uh, <clears throat> but um yeah i'm working through the bottom half so like the basement so I've been trying to like complete each level before going to another one. So I've been getting all the stars and then the coin star as well at some points, uh, trying to get it on an actual star as well, just so I don't have to do it uh -huh. separately. Um, but I mean, I'm still having a blast. It's Mario 64. Like it's, it's pretty good still, I guess. I don't know if it's nostalgia or if it's <laughs> actually good. You yeah, man, I think it's a bit of both. Honestly, I've been watching a lot of people, um, stream mario 64 specifically on twitch mm -hmm. um and I, I was originally watching some guy play sunshine for a bit and then i was just like man i'm just in the mood to, to watch 64 so there's definitely some some nostalgia at play there where i just like i have a hankering to to see it on the screen again i guess but um i don't know yeah it, it holds up pretty well i think like overall like yeah sure the camera sucks everybody knows that but like mm -hmm when when it doesn't suck you're not really thinking about it so mm -hmm. um you know it's like the rest of the time i don't really think about the camera too much in that game except for some very like stupid parts towards like obviously like some like the first bowser battle um yeah. it, it gets pretty terrible there like right before the fight when you go up the stairs and um mm -hmm. it seems to be in a lot of places like that where you're like going up staircases like right before bowser yeah. in the lava stage too it's really um and then some under underwater places too where you get stuck obviously it's it's just piss poor but um yeah i don't know man that game's that game's great people need to stop bitching like mario 64 is cool yeah it's not the best mario 64 it's not what let me rephrase that it's not the <laughs> best 3d mario of all time Wait, no. Second? No. Oh. Yeah. yeah no agreed man agreed like yeah i think galaxy still probably is most people's favorite uh, like galaxy or galaxy. yeah but um Let's see, I'm playing that, and I also uh, bought, because um, I've been re-watching Digimon Try um, before the new movie that I guess just came out, but it has the wrong sub, so I don't know if I'm actually going to watch it or not. Um, the, the new Digimon movie. Um, Things should not be that complicated in yeah. 2020. Uh, like, I don't know, it just came out, I guess, recently digitally. I'll go off on tangent a little bit. And supposedly, from everything I've seen, it has the wrong type of subtitles so they're using the american like names for everyone so like tai is tai instead of like taichi how he's supposed to be in japanese mm -hmm. but in digimon try they call him taichi in the subs so like yeah. hmm. fix it yeah. make it correct <laughs> um Come on, i'd rather know i'd rather hear like the name taichi and see the word taichi 
Yeah, just, just to go off on a, on a bit of a thing here, too, in the middle of your story. Uh, sure. Now, I got I literally got in this argument with this guy on Facebook, which I don't typically do. Um, and I, I dropped it pretty quick, too, after I could see, like, his, his stubborn, like, is just, like, incredibly, like, uh, him being stubborn wasn't going to change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I, I told him, I'm like, man, why why can't they add more languages to Mario 64? That was my only, like, my, my, my blanket statement there. Um, mm-hmm. And then some kid chimed in saying how hard it would be for Nintendo to do that. And, like, he started to give me the whole spiel of, you know, for I don't Mario know. 64? Yes, dude. I'm like, there's like no dialogue like, or make... anything. Yeah, he, he told me he's like, you don't make games. You don't know how hard that would be. I'm like, there's like, you know, not very much text at all in that game. I'm like, uh, if Square Enix can do it for Final Fantasy games that have like, you know, you know, quite a bit of text, you know, for like SNES and NES counterparts, like mm-hmm. those, those games had scripts, man. And Mario yeah. 64 has some lines. Like, don't yeah. tell me they can't do it. Come on. Like, like Mother uh, 3, for example. I understand why it's taken so long for Mother 3 to eventually come out. It's not going I to. Don't. But, but yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, of course, that's going to take a long time since that's a big, meaty game with a lot of dialogue. But Mario 64 probably has enough dialogue to fill maybe, like, what, 10 pages? Mm. Yeah, if that even. Like, it's just a bit of an embarrassment, I think. And, like, the, the fact that this guy, though, was just so adamantly standing his ground and uh defending nintendo i was just like man i can't have this right now so i just you know i had to stop talking man. to him but nintendo was... apologists wow it's, it's a thing blew my mind man and like don't get me wrong i think you guys can all attest like i spend some money on nintendo stuff i that love nintendo true. but hey, don't yeah. defend things to the grave people i'm sorry <laughs> but nintendo doesn't care about me at all so why should i why should i care about them like that you know i gotta call exactly. them out when they're when they're having faults you gotta call out all those faults you gotta call out all those language faults like about subs and stuff but back to my real story i guess that brought it to that <laughs> so because uh getting ready for all these digimon things i bought digimon uh story cyber sleuth um what is it called hacker's memory uh which is the sequel to digimon story cyber sleuth which was on ps4 and vita pretty sure um, made all of that up <sighs> no it's really good though <laughs> um yeah it came out in like 2016 so i played it yeah i think i played it like near my birthday or so like late january 2016 because i uh quit my job at gamestop (laughs) and i wasn't going to school at the time so i was basically a neat for like three weeks before i got a new job because like i i had a job lined up it just wasn't starting for like a while so I just played the first game just nonstop. That's just all I did all day. <laughs> um, and it's pretty simple, like, RPG type thing. It's very Pokemon-esque, I would say, um, with the old one. The, the old one and the new one are basically the same. It's just more story, more Digimon. Um, but it's a prequel, kind of. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so basically um, it's an anime aesthetic type um rpg so like a jrpg um and you go through like cyberspace and um basically explore these dungeons that are pretty much the same all the time but you find digimon in there you fight them uh you eventually see them enough to scan them and then you can like convert that data into a digimon and then you raise it like in a farm or you take it with you in your party and it'll increase level um and then you can the best part about this game though are either of you familiar with digimon at all um i mean slightly okay yeah i i do i do remember playing the uh the other game not the one you got but the first one but digimon world for like the ps1 no which one is this i do have one for ps i do have one for ps4 i do own one um okay. i think it's the one that Cyber you Blue, yeah. I, yeah i think it was i think i bought it when it was on one of their like flash sales um, mm-hmm. And I did watch the show when a long time ago, though, the American yeah. version. Okay, yeah. Um, just making sure. But, yeah, so, like, with Digimon, similar to, like, Pokemon and stuff, you know, if they get to, like, a certain level, they evolve. Um, so, um, and then they, there's, like, different tiers of evolution. Um, I guess for American standards, um, it's, like, in-training, rookie, um champion ultimate mega and um 
so in this game like you can basically uh level up to a certain place but the best part about it is like your digimon like have a level cap but you can also de-digivolve them to where you can just put them back to their like previous stage and their level uh cap increases so you can just like max up their stats when they're really young and then um bring them back and evolve them again to like reach certain criteria to go through like a different route of evolving because there are so many different routes of like where like this Koromon is it could be an Agumon it could be a Gilmon like it, and it could like go through a different route completely and end up being something completely different than what it should be hmm. um so there's just a lot of customization there um that's, that's cool just a lot like of grinding that. um but the grinding's honestly really fun so <clears throat> but yeah it's just a basic rpg jrpg but um grinding's fun i guess is the story <laughs> the moral story i think i've got like six or seven hours into it um and then for some reason i, I stopped playing it which is mm -hmm. weird but i mean and every time i go through my list of ones that i've purchased i'm like God, i really want to download that again and then it just sits there. So, but you know what? With that, maybe I'll boot it back up again. It sounds like I should. Yeah, if it's um, yeah, Cyber Sleuth, uh, that's definitely a good one. There's another one that was on sale for like five bucks. That I got like maybe a couple months ago, and oh boy, is it horrible! It's so bad. Really? I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, like you just walk around an open world, and your Digimon attack like auto attack. And oh you just yeah, like, yell at them. That. Yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing the trailer for it. And I'm like, this does not look fun at all. Yeah, it's not. But it was like five dollars, so I was like, you know what? What? Let's do it. And I regret it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean, that's all I've really been playing this week. It's just Digimon and Mario, I guess. Cool. What? Do you, what about you, Spencer? What have you been playing? Um, you know, not a whole lot, honestly. I've been dabbling into rpg maker it was on sale on steam um mv so this was the one that came out in like 2015 uh one of a, a bit of an older version it's also the same one that's on switch though which is why i ended up getting it ultimately though so i could have it on both platforms you do have to buy it separately um i wish it was one of those things where you bought it um you know and got it on every platform but it was only 15 on switch and i had been looking at it um or i'm sorry it was 15 on steam and I'd been looking at it for quite a while on uh, on the Switch, so I was already kind of planning on paying full price for it. Um, and then with the 15 extra, I, I do find myself, um, you know, I, I have found myself like playing though the PC version a little bit more than the Switch, even though I thought it was going to be vice versa. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's cool to just you know craft maps and stuff. It gets a little more complicated um, now that I'm like digging deeper into the. Um, like the variables and switches and stuff trying to make mm -hmm. things move and um basically interact with each other is kind of a kind of a nightmare if you have no coding experience which i do not so um i've had a friend help me a little bit with some of it though and uh, i'm thinking i'm you know i'm, I'm getting some places so uh, i've got a couple of projects i'm working on there it's a lot of fun though it's, it's just a really good way to relax and like kind of bring out my uh, creativity um mm -hmm. and like i said just not very stressful so um i've been getting plenty of the stress though with call of duty last season i kind of took a break the last three days or so i haven't really been playing as much uh the season six did just launch today so i hopped on for a couple of matches i played like three games just to see what the uh, new updates were like i didn't really get a good feel for it honestly uh dropped in first game died pretty much immediately uh and then like my second game we made it halfway through the round, so I didn't see too much of the new stuff. But uh, immediate thoughts, though, I did notice like um, lots of new guns on the ground. Uh, they added the, one of my favorite SMGs, the Bison. Those are just freely uh, able to be found on the ground now and uncommon and common, which is pretty cool. Um, so that excites me anyway. They took out a couple of other good guns, though, that people really liked and added some new ones i mean it's just going to be a whole balancing act and it's going to take two to three weeks for me to figure out all the changes and um you know find a new loadout to see all the balancing updates and see what works for me that's kind of the the fun part about these new seasons though when they do launch mm -hmm. and i'm starting to figure that out now like why they use this model i think and why it works so well um every time they have one of these seasons drop the updates man it's just like 
yeah I, I have to read patch notes for literally hours to like figure everything out or you know just get my hands dirty and start playing matches to figure out you know what's changed and um that's how i like to go in i just like to go in raw without reading all the patch notes i'll see one or two of the big highlights and then everything else like you just start to figure out one or two new things every match and it's just like wow i feel like i'm discovering new things and um i don't know it's just you know, that might sound generic, but like it's a really good way to keep the game fresh and it does work. So um still doesn't get me to spend $10 on the battle pass, though, every season. Yeah, I, I mean, Aiden plays it pretty much most of the time. He, he flip flops between that and then Madden. And uh, I, I think for him, he's like he gets oh gosh, watching him play makes me dizzy. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. He, he keeps saying he goes man he goes i can't wait to play with spencer and i said now if you do play with spencer this crap about the way you talk on the microphone that's got to go away because don't embarrass me and he, <laughs> oh no yeah because not that i've ever yelled while playing call of duty cough cough yeah um, oh he's like oh my god you live in like you live in your mom's basement you are trash you are total trash kid he calls everyone kid even though he's 14 it's, uh, it's I call everyone kid too. It's terrible. Um, yeah, I can relate. That's pretty hilarious, though. No, we will um, eventually get some matches in for sure. You tell him that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I got to get you guys's like PlayStation name. Do you share his account or whatever? Uh, he he has the same one as mine, and I think I added you a while ago. Huh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Um, it, it's funny because like well, he's got a lot of friend requests and i go through them all and uh i did have a guy i was playing ghost of toshima and he kept buzzing in i thought it was one of aiden's friends and i click on the party thing and you know your voice kicks on it as you're playing another game and go hey knock that shit off i'm playing a game he's not even over here and the guy's like older goes oh i thought so this is for your son and i'm like no, this is me, but I'm not wanting to play right now. And then I clicked off the party. Um, <laughs> but watching him play, it's like literally I thought I was like the bomb at uh, Star Wars. And that is a whole different class <laughs> called it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't say it's very quick pace, man. That's why I love it so much more than uh, PUBG and all these other like, well, I guess I don't play Apex. But yeah, it's just a quick paced shooter. Um it still requires that like focus where you have to aim down the sights and everything. It's, I don't know. It's just top notch, man. Um, I've talked about how much I love Call of Duty in the past, and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm not stopping. Uh, you know, the Warzone anytime soon. Uh, I, I did try that beta, like I said too, to just a tiny bit, but um, I don't even know if a new like the new Call of Duty is gonna get me on it all. Honestly, I don't intend on buying it right away. Mm-hmm. Um. I haven't had to buy a Call of Duty game in seven years, and I sure as hell do not intend to start now. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's pretty much all I've been playing, though, guys. I tr- I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I streamed some Clone Hero too last week, but um, that's about it. So, um, Ben, you want to let everyone know? Uh, yeah. So, so um, <clears throat> I was telling him before the show, I finally got a copy of Animal Crossing. Uh, I had to ask the two experts here questions about it because I really bought it for my wife. Um, but I do want to play it as well. I uh, Lots of Ghost of Tsushima. I was texting Alex earlier in the week about it. And I hopefully, I didn't, I didn't, hopefully I didn't spoil anything for you, Alex. Uh, no, you didn't. That game goes in so many directions. And I'm playing on the medium difficulty. And then all of a sudden, the difficulty goes right up. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm scared. I was like going through and taking like, you know, five, six guys on at once. And now, now you want to use your other things to take them out because otherwise you are screwed. Like, mm. holy. I have a full bar of health almost. Uh, I've got like nine of the uh, focus meters. I got like nine of those. And oh, wow. yeah, and I've done all the extra side stuff, all the mythical quests are done. It's still hard. It's if you are not dodging and you're not powering right, you are screwed. Um, playing a ton of that, but then I did boot something up this week that I haven't played for a while, which is Guacamelee. Oh, um, which caused me to spend fifteen dollars and buy the uh, bundle 
the disc bundle that has Guacamelee one and two with some DLC and a poster and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot how much fun that game is. It's it's very fun and it's so colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, it I I think Call of Duty is an amazing looking game. It looks, you know, the guns look very real more than PUBG, but this game is just so colorful. Um, it is frustrating as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it, it's so much fun. So those have been my two there that I've been playing. I'm still playing um, on the Switch at night. I've been playing a lot of um, like Super Mario 2, but on the uh, the the SNES version. So it's been a it's been a lot. Like I, man, I tell you, I don't even want to. I'm almost embarrassed how much of Ghost of Tsushima I play. Like, I'm pretty sure that I'm like three, four hours a day and I'm only in act three and I've probably got like 30 hours in the game. So it's so much fun. Um, I I'm waiting for the DLC to see how that's going to work with Mm co-op, but, um, it's just a, it's just a good game. It's beautiful. Um, you know, there's different, the weather changes are great. Um, I did have a problem. They did fix it where all of a sudden the camera didn't work right. And you would start going in circles. Hmm. Um, That's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. like, you couldn't go straight and it would happen like at the worst times, like where you're in a fight and you can't do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I never got into the infamous games or anything like that. Um, Sucker punch did those, right? No. Am I right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Indeed. I yeah. never got into those at all. But this game just has me hooked, and I don't know why. I think it's well written. Um, it's just it's just a great game. I, I almost spend way too much time. I spent about as much time as I did with Battlefront 2 when it first came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. This might be my one platinum. I'm telling you now. It could be. I have zero platinums. Get Spider-Man as a platinum. It's so easy. Yeah, but you say that, but then I'm like, oh, I, I own it. I mean. It's so easy. Um, it is. He's not wrong, and I haven't I haven't gotten it, but, yeah, it is incredibly easy. I'm only, like, three or four trophies, or three or four missions from, like, beating it, and I don't know. My game says 89% complete. Jesus, it's been a while. Um, my, uh, my Star Wars Battlefront 2, I am – 98% I have one trophy before I get the platinum and it's the hardest trophy of the game you literally have to do it in a ship number one and you have to kill you have to um, shoot down a a hero ship with a regular ship you cannot use another hero ship and you have to get 25 of those hmm. sounds like you got some work to do Ben yeah but like mm-hmm. I, I get into ships and I'm just like I yeah it's kind of like trying to watch a cat swim. It's just not good. There's no, I just can't do it. But uh, yeah, I, I I feel like once I finish everything in this game, I'm going to go back and play it in black and white. Um, mm-hmm. But Guacamelee is also helping me kind of like, if I get to the point where I'm like, oh my God, I've died like four times. I need to do something else. That's, that's my extent. That's what I've been playing. So, all right. So let's do... Um, you want you guys to do a little bit of news, or I think we're talking about um, that. Yeah, that, that is what we do here. That um, is. Let's yeah. see. Yes, and we have. Well, it was like Ben said earlier, a very very slow week for news. So we have four items on the news roundup today, um, and they're all going to go pretty quick. So uh, first, and um, yeah, probably the smallest. We kind of already touched on this here already but uh warzone they did drop season six so uh they added some new map changes basically um i'm just going to touch on some of the big things that they have added um and i have not seen a lot of this firsthand so let's go patch note style like i was telling you all i hate uh like i hate doing but uh basically yeah they added a subway for fast travel which is kind of cool so um this has been like an active spot where you can catch this metro like um station basically in a few different areas in the map uh you can go down there and basically it's just a spot to get stuck and die 
Um, I've died in these spots many of times trying to hide from enemies, and now they're going to open the doors so you can run through these tunnels, it sounds like, um, which is pretty badass. It's also going to be the quickest way to fast travel, apparently. So um, it's going to be a way to fast travel in Battle Royale, which, um, as far as I'm concerned, is the first BR to try something like this. So, nice. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of excited to, to try that out now that I know about it. Um, they also added um, an armored royale mode, basically, which um, everybody has, like, it's combat or car combat focused, essentially, where you guys have these, like, turret um, toting vehicles, essentially, and they're, like, super kitted out, and uh, teammates cannot respond, I guess. So um, there's also new weapon pickups, like I hinted at earlier, new war tracks as well. So um, all sorts of new music um, going along with that. Um, the multiplayer season six also added new maps, so they're still doing that. Just um, where they released just a bevy of content for like the entire uh, multiplayer suite. So uh, there are four new, just regular uh, multiplayer maps: Station, Broadcast, Tank Factory, uh, and Verdansk Riverside, which is part of the Battle Royale map, uh, cut out into a, um, I guess, ten v ten map. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see here new modes new challenges cool cool clicked on a link and didn't mean to click on cool um now virus cool <laughs> yeah right oh great um they do um also yeah they hinted at uh zombies coming back for uh call of duty black ops cold war Ooh. so not a big surprise there obviously um i'm a little surprised after reading about everything that they hadn't already confirmed it but uh with it being treyarch it was pretty obvious so um that's pretty much it for call of duty let's go ahead and move on to news story number two here um tokyo game show though happened over the weekend and it came with some uh some uneventful announcements honestly uh i don't know this show was just a big old in my opinion uh there was there was no news like there was no new news really so uh, okay there was there's a lot of new, like, small information that we were kind of wanting, like, there's a lot of little questions that were answered, I guess, but just not, you know, nothing big. So uh, let's run through some of this stuff, though, uh, really quick, just to see what they did mention here. So they gave a trailer for Age of Calamity was shown, um, so you guys can check that out if you're interested. Uh, they also announced, you know, there's going to be, like, Breath of the Wild bonus items and uh, special editions and stuff like that for uh, Age of Calamity. So uh, if you want to check out all the special editions, those are up now with all of the, um, you know, cool content that you can get. Um, there are apparently two new Monster Hunter games coming to the Switch. So um, Rise is the, I guess, the one that they toted here at the event. And then there was another one that was, I guess, mentioned. I don't know. So um, uh, st- uh, Monster Hunter's Stories 2 or something? Yeah. Is that the... <clears throat> like chibi looking yeah it's an rpg so like these are actually those two were actually announced like a couple weeks ago before all this on like a nintendo direct i remember seeing it on nintendo direct okay cool cool um they mentioned the big one here i just remember reading about the other monster Mm -hmm. hunter game actually or hearing about it i think on nbc um but yeah anyway uh they talked about near as well um so the remake of near yep uh which is so okay do you know the history here with the first near because wasn't this like a timed exclusive or something or it had two separate releases or something like that so there are two different kinds of near i believe there's near gestalt and there's near replicant and um or something like that what's the um, difference alex i don't remember something about near um <laughs> basically like there are two different versions like one i want to say like followed like a different like a younger character versus like an older man character and we got like the older guy character for our version of the first near um so basically we just got half the story it sounds like um at least from my understanding i could be wrong okay that sounds terrible (laughs) i just know that there are just like two different versions um about that i haven't played the first near i've been trying to get my hands on it um but it's honestly a little hard to find hmm yeah, so, yeah, I'd like to play it before the remake because I want to see how good or how bad. This Ralph, one I got is. that. I got that PS3 and 360 copy of that game. My <laughs> oh wow, either yeah. 
my best friend swears by that game. Like it is like the best game. On his, if they did a top five, that would be on his top five. He, yeah, and he always let me borrow it, and I never played it. I I feel bad now. I I played about half of the second one, uh, Automata. Yeah, and uh, that one's very good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was the one you were talking about. Cool. No, oh, anyway. no, it's one for PS3 and 360. Yeah, no, Atomic yeah, is only yeah. PS4. Yeah, I thought that was the one Ben was talking about. Oh, no, no, I was about the PS3 one. The first one? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, indeed. Uh, we are all on the same page now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 uh, Empires was announced for 2021. Um, I watched the trailer for that. Don't know why, but uh, that was the thing <laughs> I did earlier, guys. So, um, yeah, they didn't mention if it was like open world. I was a little curious about that. I think that I'm not really sure like the major differences too now with the Empires games and just the regular ones. So Dynasty Warriors Nine though was like completely open world, mm-hmm. and um, just a little uh, overwhelming for me to like get into an over uh, like an open world Dynasty Warriors games because they're already long enough, you know. Um, so it just seemed like an extra layer of. I guess like just extra, you know, it just seemed like extra, like not necessary extra though. So um, I'm a little interested like in them going back to a normal, just regular dynasty warriors formula, but I'm not sure if the empires games is something that will scratch just that normal dynasty warriors itch or um, you know, if like, I don't know, do either one of you guys have a history with this franchise? I remember playing it on my PlayStation two and only because it came out as the system launched, so there really wasn't anything. There was Tekken Tag. <clears throat> there was a couple other like games like Orphan, and yeah, then yeah. so you don't know like the the difference between Empires and the normal no, games. No, okay. They all seem the pretty much the same. <laughs> Maybe I, think, I feel like Empires has like this emphasis on strategy of some sort. I I mm-hmm. can't speak for certain though, uh, or with certainty, but like I I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of looking at maps and stuff in that game yeah. so i don't know i just want them to go back to normal dynasty warriors where i can just slash a bunch of dudes and not really think about it though um, but you have to think about it. it's dynasty warriors yeah you don't, that's the point of the games you don't need to think no but you all do right. in order Long to do all Wonder the other World's little things next gen features discussed by sonic creator <gasps> what the hell is this was what um <laughs> okay let me read that again a uh, balan wonder world do you know what that's this is Oh, is that the Square Enix game? Mm, I don't so it's know. basically it's like a spiritual um, successor to Nights in the Dreams, like that Dreamcast game. Creepy. Yeah, and everyone's really excited about it. Um, oh, okay. Well, all right. You heard him, guys. Get excited. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm trying to load the trailer right now, but it wants me to watch this advertisement. Yeah, it's a Square Enix game. Developed by Square Enix, but... Um, it's for Windows, Switch, Xbox One, Series X, Slash S, PS4, PS5, March 26th. Okay, cool. Sure. All right, guys. Well, you heard it here. Um, go check it out. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, um, they have some, some new stuff talking about uh, Night City, apparently. So their environmental uh, designer uh, went on stage and like talked about some stuff. So that was cool. Um I don't even know if it was a stage thing. It was probably a video, actually, now that I'm watching this 22-minute thing. It looks like it was all, like, their Night City um, briefings that they've been doing. So mm-hmm. I think it was just in that kind of, like, um, talk show format. Um, let's see. Capcom was there with some Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, this was kind of interesting, actually. So um, Resident Evil Village, basically, um, they are looking into, quote, um, Xbox One and PS4 releases alongside the next-gen game. So apparently this game was... Uh, strictly developed for next gen um, as well as PC. But Hmm. like that was a question that was kind of on my mind. I remember back when they first showed it uh, Uh PS5 uh, events. So that's good to know, actually. That makes me much more excited for this game than I was originally. Um, I don't know why I really thought that it might be cross-gen. Resident Evil, I mean, isn't really known to do that. I mean, Capcom isn't really known to do that either. Uh, So... I don't know. I just had a feeling like this generation that we were going to be getting a lot of that, I guess. So um, I guess it's kind of nice to have confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Resident Evil. Wait, this is more Resident Evil. Uh, nope. Never mind. I just read the same thing. Um, <laughs> Virgil coming to Devil May Cry. 
Um, so that's a thing that's happening to the PS5 or mm -hmm. PS4 and Xbox One. Sorry. So um, yeah, okay. A couple of weeks ago, when they um, revealed the Devil May Cry like special edition for PS5, they yeah. confirmed that Virgil's going to be in it. Whatever. Um, I guess the PS4 and Xbox One release is now getting DLC. So way way late, but um, that's a thing that you can spend money on there you go uh All resident right. evil infinite yeah infinite darkness uh that's a netflix show it was announced mm -hmm. uh it's official look out for the news of that being canceled sometime soon uh kingdom hearts melody of no, that's probably not actually a thing because this is a netflix show so um and they had 2021 as the arrival date so i don't know it's probably going to be a real thing leon looks a little bit of a yeah, there's even like a Netflix right tweeted about it, I believe, too. Like it's being shown like concept art and things. It's like CG, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it looks kind of like, well, it's yeah. CG anime type thing that they've been doing lately. Yeah. It looks nice. Um, looks good. And it, it looks like Leon from 4. Um, he's not Yay. too steroided out. I don't know. He's wearing a suit. I can't really tell, I guess. Uh, yeah, but Kingdom Hearts uh, Melody of Memory gets the playable demo, so you guys can check that out on November 13th, 2020. Uh, let's see here. Scarlet Nexus. What's Scarlet Nexus? Why don't I know what the Scarlet Nexus is? Isn't um, that the Capcom game with, like, the, the space people? Maybe not. Yes, maybe. <laughs> the hoods? I think maybe. No, Scarlet Nexus is um oh this is this uh Bandai Namco game that looks like like a me game. Like we were watching something, I was like, this is all me. Mm -hmm. Uh it's very uh Japan oriented, like anime. That's right, yeah. I saw um, videos to load. Um Yeah. It, it kinda about, looks right? like a Tales type game, maybe, but better. But better. Well the combat <laughs> looked looked yeah. pretty badass, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, but um uh, it looked edgy for sure. Um, yeah, we Shimizama saw that Xbox thing. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. I totally remember this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It looked edgy. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Three Nocturne uh, HD Remasters new, I guess, immersive mode, quote unquote. Um, so they explained that a bit briefly. So if you guys are into the Shin Megami games, uh, you should check that out. Look for some news there. Uh, near the reincarnation gets a western oh wait that was what we talked about earlier why is no, that that's a different thing is it is it Replicate. oh that's the uh, 2d mobile game that's right um, reincarnation okay. yeah i think so yeah my bad okay so this is a um uh, a mobile spin-off title basically so mm -hmm. um you know if that is something that uh you know tickles your fancy go look into that um they also have nino kune cross worlds um Ooh. there and that was uh revealed for the first time ever with 15 minutes of gameplay so if you, uh, you're a Nino Kune fan, go check that out. It looks pretty decent from this still shot. Mobile that I game, right? Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I watched it, but I didn't watch the whole thing. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. They're going back to the familiars. They're doing things like they did in Nino Kune. And then I was like, this looks great. And then I was looking at the list for Tokyo Game Show. I'm like, oh, it's a mobile game. It'll probably cost like thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's going to be a gotcha game. Yeah, most likely. Damn it. Um, okay. Uh, Microsoft has already reduced the price of the yet-to-be-released Xbox Series S uh, by about 30 bucks in Japan. So that was also announced over there. That's pretty funny. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Microsoft Flight Simulator added um, Japan's world. I guess it's like an update. Uh, so, you know, it's probably some stuff to more accurate, accurately replicate, um, you know, the Japanese areas uh, of the game. So uh, that's a cool thing. See, I saw like, uh, like this weird story too, where somewhere in Brazil, there's this anomaly where in flight simulator, where like you can just fly and the whole earth is just like curved to a point where it like warps upward. And it just makes this really disturbing looking like flat image just straight up. And like you can see on both sides the textures, but it's flat. I don't know. Looks super hmm. bizarre. Uh, so everybody check that out. It was kind of fun. Um, let's see. Giga Bash. It's Gigabash. I don't know. Okay. That was the last thing on there. Um, okay. So that was Tokyo Game Show, guys. Not a whole lot. Like like I said, nothing new that was revealed necessarily. 
a whole lot of just little information. And if you, um, I don't know, want to move to Japan, you get $28 off of your Xbox Series S. Neat. Oh, um, last two stories here um, are both pretty small as well. One's one's pretty important. Uh, so we're going to save this one for last. But um, let's dive into the third story here. Uh, this is going to be really short, though. Uh, the Xbox Series X, one terabyte SSD, offers around 802 gigabytes of usable storage space. So um, I saw people bitch last week that the PlayStation was only 800 something. Uh, there you go. This is always the case. Why do people like why did Xbox people think that their Xbox was going to have actually like one I mean, terabyte? On there's there's got to be the, the people have to understand that <clears throat> there's going to be software. There's going to be all kinds of things on there that help that system run. And therefore, it, it's like a computer. You buy a two terabyte computer. It's still going to have some space for other stuff in there. That's what's funny. Uh, people, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like a kind of a given. I don't know. Like, this has always been the case for every generation that has used um, hard drives. So, Or SSDs, for that matter, now. Yeah. Um, the other big thing about this was the, the pricing did leak, though, for these SSDs. So um, I'm sure you guys saw that, though. But the one terabyte SSDs, um, the Microsoft ones, are going to be 220 uh, USD. So... That's mm-hmm. two nineteen ninety nine, two hundred and twenty dollars, two hundred and twenty bones, two hundred and twenty <laughs> buckaroos, boys. Did How does get, that make you feel? Did they get their pricing from like the PlayStation Vita memory cards? Yeah, right. Um, wow. Yeah, proprietary stuff's always going to be marked up a little bit more, so like yeah. people have to understand that. But I do think that they could have. They they could have eaten money somewhere, right? Like that's a lot yeah. of money for storage. That is. That is freaking especially like when you seventy percent of an S. Console. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're buying a Series S, and now you're telling people to buy this other like memory card thing as well, you might as well just upgrade to the Series X, cheaper, yeah, and you get more you memory. No, no, you will get like, I mean, you'll get slightly more, sure, like right out of the gate but not if you want yeah. more in the long run no you'd have to buy another only one terabyte ssd which is the only available option sure so, sure like, but i'm just saying for like parents and stuff so they don't have to buy even more expensive sure. things later on yeah it makes more yeah. sense to just buy the series x as a one-time cost yeah yeah but that, no that's not how any any one-time purchasers gonna look at that though and like i mean i guess that's what maybe they're trying to do you just get people in the long run there but that's just gonna piss a lot of people off so um regard i mean my workout well for i'm sure um do you guys think that sony's ssds will be this expensive well they aren't proprietary though they just said that you can use any sort of specific model i don't remember what it was and it just works yeah sony's? really yeah are you sure? Pretty, pretty sure. Like ninety nine percent sure. I mean, typing. I mean, right now yeah. on, my, on my PlayStation Four, I have a a portable Seagate, you know, two terabyte drive just plugged into the USB. So, <clears throat> got a little fact checking going on here. Yeah, I mean, because I remember them saying like this ssd is going to change things so i i thought it was like a you know i mean it yeah. comes with something but then there's PS5 ssd will enable as much as a 100 fold speed jump um will completely now change the way yeah dude i don't think this you can just pop any normal ssd into this bad boy it says which ssd drives will be compatible with ps5 and it's confirmed that you're upgrade you're allowed to upgrade your ps5 um and like there's certain like I mean, I guess you can put in anything. It sounds like, but there's you won't certain. Be able to uh, throw a SATA in there, dude. Don't tell me that. Yeah, it's not happening. Like, you, it does not have the connected like connectors for that. Yeah, it, like I said though, like there are different, there are like specific uh, criteria that you have to meet in order to do this. But uh, in the long run, it might be since you're not having to buy something that's proprietary, um, it might be a little cheaper. Yeah. So, so you can shop around. Huh. This is all shit that they need to just come out with an answer right away. Yeah, but it's gaming companies in 2020. They're not going to. 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's look into this really quick here. Um all PS5 compatible SSDs announced. Oh, it's just an NVM. Yeah. Okay. It's just the type of yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, no, okay, never mind. Sorry, guys. This is, this is <laughs> Yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like that like song from Jeopardy should be playing now. Yeah, it really should. I yeah. like actually mute myself and I had to like keep <clears throat> clicking it, keep clicking it, keep clicking it and wouldn't unmute me. Um Yeah, I don't know. I'm seeing a few articles about from like Push Square and stuff talking about compatible yeah, SSDs. Yeah. I know I'm reading a Western digital thing right now. Yeah. But um I guess we'll have more I, I don't know, man. I just remember seeing like a giant port on the back of the PS5 too, and I'm assuming that that is going to be the cartridge slot. So there's, n I, dude, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be proprietary. Hmm. Uh, regardless, though, if it is the uh, in uh, NVMe uh, style <clears throat> SSDs, those are slightly more expensive. But regardless, um, I mean, my one terabyte SSD uh, NVMe like was only a hundred. 30 140 bucks something like that um so i think 220 is a little high so i just feel mm -hmm. like there was a, a bit of compromising that could have been done there on microsoft's part to lower the price but i guess we'll see um you know if sony does have something comparable it might be the same price who knows um yeah uh that's enough of that xbox story let's go on to the fourth and final piece of news Oh yeah, uh, that's me. Uh, Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I'm still reading. That's right. Uh, Amazon yeah. Fall. Um, so well, okay. Let's let's not even talk about the Fall Echo thing. Uh, Amazon announced their new streaming service, though, which is a direct competitor, basically, to uh, Stadia and like mm -hmm. X Cloud streaming. Um, and it is called Luna. Have you guys seen Luna? I have I not. Heard. All right. Well, that's that's about right. Uh, I wouldn't even waste your time with it, honestly. This is just my personal opinion. I think this is something that's going to be forgotten about here very, very soon. Um, however, Amazon has a F ton of money. Um, so who knows mm -hmm. if they stick with it, this could turn into something really good for them. I just I get I get the weird sense that like, you know, this is just um, I feel like they care, care even less about this than Google cares about Stadia. And we've mm -hmm. seen the slow, slow rollout of Stadia. And, like, man, you can see concurrent users. And, like, I've read stories, too, where sometimes you'll log in and, like, there's only five to 6,000 people playing Stadia at a time online. It's just, like, these numbers don't support a healthy, like, business model. Yeah. So um, whether it was them getting into the space too late or their product simply just not functioning how it should, um, it's it's not working, um, not to the you know degree that like Game Passes anyway. So yeah, uh, which is honestly I'm sure what they wanted. Um, subscriptions only cost like six dollars for this though a month. So it, I, I just I feel like Stadia, you know, when I was watching everything on it, it even through like the trailers and like them showing it running in real time, uh, you know, they talked about the price. They talked about the price. They didn't talk about what you get with it. I think that was the big thing. Almost every YouTube video I watched today was Stadia. They, they showed like a um, commercial for Stadia. Obviously, Google knows that they they screwed up and they're trying to recoup something from it. I, I just don't know other companies coming out and doing this is going to is gonna you know build that revenue that they want out of it. Like yeah. Xbox and sony and even nintendo is already done you know yeah exactly to your point ben like i see ads for google stadia all the fucking time yeah and i hear i hear no one talk about it so the amount of money that that project has to be eating like it's it's it cool, can't be buddy. making them money can it like no. it just can't no like no. I don't know. the one i uh, saw the one i saw today is is they're giving like free games a month now like a couple here and a couple there and you there's a list and you can pick from them and it, it just was very confusing to to someone that's not already got a major system uh to say hey this sounds like a really good idea um you know and then you've got like xbox coming out with the way they're coming out is just done much better you know I, I hate to say marketing is all about the brand everyone knows xbox 
you know, mm-hmm. when you think of Google, you think of a search engine or you think of a, you know, their phone or something like that. You don't think of them doing a whole video game streaming service. And I think that's where it got them. Um, I don't even know anyone that's really played it. Do you guys know anyone that's played the Stadia and was like, oh, that's actually not bad or any sort of feedback? I mean, yeah, I know a couple of people that have tried it. Um, I've tried it myself. Like, but I mean, yeah, it's it's nothing to like, you know, go scream into the, the rooftops about. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know too many people have played it either. But yeah, it just seems. But I mean, like this Luna thing just seems like, like, like we were saying, something that's gonna kind of disappear. Um, yeah, I don't know how well it'll do. Um, I would assume it might do a little. I actually no, I don't know. Uh, so, so like for example, my justification at first was going to be, I have a an Amazon TV, um, and there are a lot of those smart TVs that are Amazon TVs. So I don't know if you can get newer TVs to just have this on there. Yeah, and you can connect some sort of Bluetooth controller to it. Oh, that's um, absolutely going to be a thing. I haven't then, read about this at all, but like, then yeah, that might be a little more accessible that, right? compared yeah. to a Stadia, where I don't know it. They still don't have those receivers yet, right? Or did those eventually come out? Like the Stadia thing, like the driver or whatever. I I don't know. I don't believe so for the TV stuff because I remember yeah. like you could buy a specific thing for like a founder's pack and get a thing uh i forget but like i think it was like roku or something eventually was going to get a special roku was going to be able to play stadia and stuff but yeah yeah if, if all these tvs that um are amazon tvs are just built to play and stream um luna then i think it might be a little more successful i don't know how much but it's more convenient i just i just think it's hard for some of these companies like amazon and google to do it and uh i read one of the um i'm going through like a couple different comments and someone uh, i'm going through this random um page and it's like comments from people and someone mentioned it like the apple Mm -hmm. um game thing that's not even the same sort of thing here um and, and yet again apple is apple you know apple could come out with a microwave tomorrow and it'd be like two thousand dollars and people would buy it uh it, this here, I just don't know, man. Like, I I get Amazon Prime, so I get Prime for free. I don't even watch a lot of stuff on Prime, to be honest. So <laughs> I don't know how a streaming service is going to work. Also, what companies do you think they have lined up that are going to be able to, that are going to go with them? I mean, are we going to get Destiny 2 now on this? Because no one cared about it on Stadia. I know uh, there are some third-party yeah. stuff yeah. that we saw. Um <laughs> I mean, there were the, the big thing I saw was like, um, shit. Um, yeah, how do I forget? Uh, Microsoft had games on there, so I mean, really? I would, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not making that up. Hopefully. I mean, I saw like, for example, that new ukulele, um, in the possible layer, like the 2D platformer, like that was on there. Um, I think there's some other 2D platformers on there, but yeah, I remember seeing like newer type games on there. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I mean, who it, wasn't, it wasn't Microsoft. I don't know why I would have ever thought that. Um, I was gonna say they have their own like service that's pretty close. To that, yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's crazy. You know, 2020, anything in 2020 that's announced or is gonna happen does not surprise me at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like this is a very bad episode of the Twilight Zone mixed with the uh, Doctor Who. So uh, that kind of shocked me when he told me I had not even heard of it. And I'm reading about it now, and this is just crazy talk. But you, when you got money like Google and you got money like Amazon, why not? Mm-hmm. Even if they get like 10% of people that sign up for it, they're still making money off of it somewhere on the back end. Uh, the old why not <laughs> approach, you know, there was um. Yeah, always, always good things to be had from that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no one, no one ever went through life saying why not and it ended up well. Uh, yeah, uh, but you know, props to Amazon. As long as they don't raise their prime, I'm okay with it. Yeah, so we'll see how this unfolds um, over the next few months, I guess, slash years. See if it's still around. Um, 
see how fast if they drop it at all i guess um i don't expect it to be around too long though no i think stadia is gonna go soon yeah i mean yeah i'm surprised like yeah i just i want to see like the the raw data there and the actual numbers in the back end to see actually like exactly how many people are playing this thing every month right um, Mm -hmm. slash every day compared to you know the millions of users that log on to their playstations and xboxes every day so exactly Um, i I think it'd be hard for them to i just i don't even know what their thought was to try and jump in the ring with these other bad boys you know it's it's weird well now that game pass has everything like it's definitely a losing battle there is everything you hear that yeah they get bethesda and it's they just have everything now guys they do <laughs> like the disney of video game world it is just so crazy to think about that acquisition still let's go back to last week um just just to touch on that subject for a little bit but um it, it is really crazy to think about like the dynamic of of like xbox versus sony now after that <laughs> acquisition and just how big that was for the entire industry um uh yeah like i i have by far that has been like the thing that i've thought about the most over the last two weeks when it comes to the video game world so uh, i still don't know how things are going to shake out and just i think everybody has the same questions you know like uh, what games are going to be exclusive are games going to be exclusive uh the more i hear people talk about it and the more i hear uh, i'm hearing just sides of like you know both sides of the story to people saying that you know every game's going to be exclusive every game's going to be you know um you know multi-plat um i I really get the sense that bethesda and microsoft had uh, an agreement somewhere that they will still be publishing games on every platform but who knows man like 7.5 billion dollars is so much money to make up though and i think the easiest way to do that is to um you know put your games on every platform and then increase your revenue streams as as much as you can so um yeah i, I yeah it's just nuts <laughs> i mean i agree that's a that's a lot of money and so for them they got to get as much as they can out of it and i think for the smart thing for them to do and microsoft's pretty smart i feel they're going to put it on everything else. <clears throat> I remember when they bought Minecraft, you know, people were worried, is that going to be only on there? But it's on every single system. They came up with that Minecraft Dungeons, and that's on every single system. So uh, I, I'm not worried about it. Maybe they'll make Bethesda do better um, <clears throat> better tests before they release their games. Uh, <laughs> I've seen that a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, because Microsoft's got pretty high standards. So... Uh, maybe they're like, look, don't do another Fallout 76. That was shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. They, they let ReCore pass. So oh, that is true. Uh, I, I think it's a good thing. Um, Sony would never be able to do that because they don't have that type of money. Um, that's why they buy these little studios here and there. Um, I, I, God, it's almost like flexing little muscles. Ins- little studios like Insomniac. <laughs> yeah. Well, know, yeah. Tiny, tiny little yeah, guys but- like like that or oh man no seven no seven billion range i mean that's just god that's like disney money um but yeah i think it's i think it's actually good maybe we'll see more stuff that bethesda the companies they bought wanted to produce but couldn't put out and microsoft's like yeah we'll put that out i always look at an acquisition like this as a good thing you know so we'll see what happens yeah it's definitely going to help push more consoles uh, especially for these people who um were kind of on the fence for it because i've seen a lot of chatter online about uh, ps5 versus xbox one and it seems people don't really well one some people just don't pay attention to the game industry so they don't necessarily believe that um how kind of how we do we're like oh like they're bigger games like for bethesda they're probably coming like to all consoles when people see a an acquisition like that they're just like oh it's exclusive only all right i'm xbox now all right i'm gonna throw it in my playstation yeah and there are a lot of those people a lot a a lot more than there are of us i believe yeah and they're like really tuned in yeah Um, and to also just um introduce that announcement like what was that like a couple days before pre-orders so that probably got a lot of day one pre-order people 
percent. Um, so I would make Elder Scrolls Microsoft's biggest franchise franchise now. I think. I would agree does with it, that. Does this make Dovahkiin Microsoft's like new Master Chief? Is it their new mascot? I don't know if I go that far, but I mean it's big. It's it... Dovahkiin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just goofing over here, guys. Look at you. Um, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm not gonna lie, gentlemen. Yeah. Um, and we're wrapped up with the news. I think we should get on out of here. What do you say? I get out of, it, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You tried. That was that yeah. was good. <laughs> I, tr- yeah. I tried. <laughs> yeah. Well. This has been episode 37. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and uh, get at it. Get at it. Get at it.